welcome to Tech Talk by Agile Lab. This is your podcast to learn everything you want to know and even everything you didn't know you wanted to know about Data Mesh. Before we begin, remember that you can find the video version of these talks and interviews on our YouTube channel. Just look for Agile Lab. And now, here is today's episode of Tech Talk. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where in the world you are and when you hear this. And uh, welcome to this new series of interviews that we call the Tech Talk, organized by Agile Lab. Agile because it's an Italian company, that's how we pronounce Agile. If you look for us on the internet, it's agilelab.it. Our first guest today is uh, Paolo Platter. Is one of the founders of Agile Lab and currently the CTO of the company, and is one uh, expert specialized in distributed technology and data streaming. Today, with Paolo, we are here to talk uh, specifically about Data Mesh, a very new, promising, and interesting technology. And so, the first question for Paolo is What is Data Mesh? Okay, good afternoon and good morning to, to everybody. Um, I'm very pleased to, to, be, to be here. Um, so, Data Mesh. Uh, data Mesh is not a technology, uh, but it is a, a practice, a, a really complex one. Uh, and basically, it's a new way to look uh, at your data. Uh, data engineering uh, processes, um, so I mean data governance, data quality, data warehousing, so e everything uh, is involving the data life cycle. Uh, and um, it is a completely new perspective on how we look uh, at the data inside uh, a company. So. Uh, historically, we, we are used to look uh, at the data uh, from a technical standpoint, so um, how to manage them, how to process them, which is the ETL tool or which is the storage. But Data Mesh is completely reversing uh, this perspective and uh, um, it forces us to deal with the data as they are a real asset for the company and as they are a product. Uh, so in the data mesh, uh, mm, we need to change our way of thinking. And uh, this is what I'm going to explain today. Uh, so we, which is the paradigm shift uh, that we need to, to embrace the, the data mesh. And, and another important aspect uh, is that uh, usually, we think of the data as a way to extract value from, from them. Uh, but with Data Mesh, we, need, we are forced to look at the data as the real value of the, of the company. So they are becoming an asset and um, they will be managed as, a, as, as an asset. It, it sounds very interesting, but to be honest, a little bit abstract. So in practice, why is it relevant? And 
which problems is going to solve. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, let, let's do some, uh, some example and, and set some uh, common, common background. So uh, if in the past years uh, you invested a lot in uh, data lake technology, uh, I have a good news and, and a bad one. The good news is that uh, you're going to understand uh, which are the problems and, and why data mesh is going to solve them. And the bad one is that probably uh, you'll need to review your data management strategy uh, if you don't want to, to fall behind your, uh, your competitors. So the, the main problem related to the data lake uh is an historical one so when uh, um, data lake raised as pattern um, it was something like 2015 uh, 2016 at least uh, in, in italian market and uh, it was not a practice it was just a technology so data lake uh, was hadoop and stop um, Hadoop uh, at that time was very, very hard to manage. Uh, typically, it has been deployed on on-premise environments and skills on such technologies were uh, lacking. And, and no practice was defined. So we were talking only about technology. Uh, think about the, the first person that uh, defined the, the data lake as term uh, was James Dixon, the CTO of Pentao. Uh, Pentao is an ETL tool. You can figure out that uh, we were just thinking on how to store and how to transform the data, uh, but there was no thinking about value extraction or value discovery that is maybe a more appropriate uh, term. So from, a, from an organization perspective at that time, uh, it was a good option to set up a, a, a single data lake team uh, that was in charge to manage centrally uh, all the technical complexity of, of the data lake. And uh, going, going on, uh, complexity uh, has only increased because uh, in the data lake practice, uh, we, we have seen uh, a proliferation of technical layers. I mean, uh, cleansed layer, standardized layer, the harmonization layer, the serving layers. And you can see that all of them are just technical uh, technical layers, technical specification. Uh, there's no reference to, to the business to the business value in, uh, in such um, in such topics. okay So uh, basically uh, this uh, highly specialized team in charge to, to run the, the data lake, uh, in most of the cases, uh, was managing all the requests coming from the business stakeholder. Uh, business stakeholder are uh, in charge to, to gain insight uh, from, from the data. But this uh, central team, the data lake team, uh, let's call like this, uh, has a deep understanding of the technologies 
but has low knowledge on the data domain uh, because it's focusing on technicalities and is still relaying, relying on uh, operational system teams to gain functional and domain information uh, about the data they are managing. Okay, so this is representing and is still representing a technical and organizational bottleneck. Uh, and this is why the enterprises are struggling in extracting uh, in extracting value from uh, from the data because let's think uh, if we want to implement a new kpi for uh, for the business uh, this is generating a storm of change management in all the layers involved in the data lake and it's also requiring to involve people uh, from other teams from the operational systems that are not engaged in, in this process. Uh, it's, they are not interested in uh, extract value from, from the information because it's not their duty. Uh, they, they have to run the operation side of, uh, of the story. And so it's really uh, difficult and painful to engage, uh, to engage them, engage them uh, because there's no, uh, as we can see, there's no purpose alignment uh, in this in this process, and uh, also because the organization it's not oriented to the business purpose. Uh, I mean, the organization is focused as focused on technical uh, in, is focused on resolving technical problems and not business ones. And this is uh, the main reason why uh, Data Lake. Uh, are representing a problem uh, for a lot of companies. And that's why Data Mesh uh, is, uh, is relevant because it's going to solve, uh, or at least it's trying to solve this, uh, this problem. Okay, but there is something that I'm missing. You say that uh, Data Mesh is more efficient and more effective than the Data Lake approach then why is it not more popular? Why isn't everyone using it? Yes, um, maybe le let's start, um, let's start understanding on how Data Mesh is proposing to solve uh, this problem that I explained. Uh, Data Mesh is putting uh, data at the center. Um, so we need to consider data as a value, as a product. And the greatest effort in Data Mesh is to let people consume data instead of processing and managing uh, them. Uh, the, the core idea is that uh, we need to have only, one, only two stakeholders uh, who is producing data and let's say selling data and who is consuming data let's say, buying data. Um, if, we, um, if we think at this process as a, a marketplace where there is someone that needs to, to sell the data and someone that is buying the data, we can, we can better understand uh, where is the value. Uh, we know that in a real world, who is uh, ruling the market is the customer. So customer is setting uh, uh, the expectation uh, 
So in, 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 um, in, in this picture, let's try to understand uh, which are the data consumer needs. Okay, and let's try to uh, move in that direction because we, we want to have a happy, happy customer. Uh, so a data consumer, uh, in my opinion, um, must be able to consume all the data in the company in a self-service way. Uh, it, it is uh, like uh, Amazon-like. We, we mentioned uh, a marketplace. Uh, Amazon is a, is a marketplace. Uh, so you can browse and you can buy what, whatever you want. And uh, this should be the same uh, with the data. Um, for example, uh, a data scientist uh, in our organization uh, must be able to browse and discover uh, whatever data we have in the organization and try to combine them to extract, uh, to extract the value. Okay? Um, so must be self-service. Uh, another important feature uh, it should be that if I want to consume uh, uh, some data, I don't need to, to deal with technical integration. Okay? Uh, every time I need to consume some new data, I don't want to integrate uh, again and again with different systems. I, I, I just want one single standard way to, to integrate and, 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 read my, and read my data. And also, I don't want to spend time trying, trying to understand uh, which are the characteristics uh, of the data. Uh, let's do uh, another example about Amazon. So if you are buying something on Amazon, uh, you are not going to call the seller and ask about product feature or um, agree on something uh, about, about that. Uh, this is not going to happen. So the product is self-describing. Uh, you must be able to get all the information that you need in order to uh, to buy the product without any kind of interaction with the seller. Uh, if you need to have interaction with the seller, this is becoming a bottleneck because interaction uh, is meaning, uh, okay, we need to uh, set a meeting, uh, understand uh, our agenda, uh, share information, documentation. This is um completely destroying uh, the time to market capabilities of, of the data consumer if i am a data consumer i won't just go there uh, buy and consume my data and uh, be independent uh, from the, the uh, change management process uh, of um, of the data the data producer Amazon is working uh, is working uh, well uh, because there's no interaction between who is uh, selling and who is buying uh, stuff. And, and the last point is about uh, uh, trusting what you are buying. So um, uh, the the check the quality assurance process uh, in. Um, of a product is in charge of who is producing 
the product, so who is uh, selling the product, not on the consumer side. So if we are buying a car, uh, you don't need to check that all the components are in place. There is a quality assurance process on the producer side um, that is ensuring that everything is fine. Instead, in our world, in the data lake and data warehouse systems, uh, this is totally reverted. So uh, it's very common to see that uh, the data lake, after ingesting uh, the data from the operational system, uh, has to perform data quality checks. And the data warehouse is performing other quality check after ingesting data from the data lake. And sometimes maybe also on the reporting tool on click view or something like that, uh, you find some other quality check. So uh, all the, the controls are uh, shifted on, on the data consumer. And this is impacting so much uh, the effectiveness uh, of, the, um, of the value chain. Uh, and this is happening because on the entire chain, there is no purpose alignment. So who is producing data is not engaged in, uh, in this process. So um, if you have to sell something, you will be engaged and, and you will take care about the quality uh, of what you are selling. Otherwise, if you just provide for free, uh, you are not engaged. And data mesh is simply uh, putting all these aspects together. And, and the, it is bringing this kind of vision inside, the, inside the, a company. Why is still not uh, popular? Because it is really hard. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a simple concept, but it's really hard to build in the practice. Uh, and this is why it's still not mainstream. Um, it, it has been coined in 2019 by Tautworks, um, but only now people uh, in the community are starting to exchange informations, uh, to exchange uh, opinions, uh, and to build a real community around that. Uh, so is gaining traction now. And I think that one aspect uh, is really game changing about data mesh, because in the data mesh, we are not talking about technologies not talking about a specific database, not talking about a specific library. We are talking about a practice. So it's a general concept and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a green field from a technology perspective. And this is both scaring from one side, but a, a huge opportunity uh, on, on the other side. Okay, let, let me be provocative. You said that it's very hard to implement. And the example you gave us is of Amazon, which is the largest marketplace in the world, at least in the world outside China. So do I have to be as big as Amazon to consider implementing data mesh? Is it for mega super large organizations only? Uh, yes, at the moment, um, 
because it's really hard to implement uh, it requires uh, um, huge effort uh, from an engineering uh, standpoint so I think that this is affordable uh, only for uh, big enterprises like uh, at the beginning uh, the data lake was affordable only for a large enterprise and then uh, once the practice uh, will be consolidated, uh, will be also democrat democratized, um, also for um, maybe small and mid caps. At the moment, as far as I know, um, only first hire companies are, uh, are working on that. I'm aware about uh, Zalando, Expedia, for sure. Uh, one of the top five uh, utilities in, in the world, uh, BMW is uh, experimenting a lot on, on this topic and all other uh, car makers. And um, also in the video game industry, uh, I've seen some, uh, some interest uh, on this. The video game industry has a lot of data uh, on their side. So uh, I think that starting from september 2020 uh, the topic uh, is trending uh, a lot so i i'm expecting that in the next uh, in this year in 2021 uh, we will see an explosion uh, of this topic do you think that uh, the data mesh idea the data mesh structure is ready to explode because it seems so new you said it came out in 2019 it's been trending topic for less than six months so what do you think is the, really the maturity grade of this practice yeah in, in just one word is not measure um so thoughtworks um made uh, an excellent job in explaining uh, uh, the concepts and uh, also evangelize uh, around them but at the moment uh, there's no reference physical architecture for this uh, as I said we are just talking about practice and concept and I think that uh, we uh, as uh, Agile Lab uh, we are doing an, an excellent job to go from theory to practice and we are pretty close um, to go in production with our first data mesh in, in a large enterprise. But uh, anyway, the, the level of uh, awareness uh, around this, this concept uh, is still low. Uh, in the community, we are discussing uh, about uh, uh, data product uh, standardization, specification, and other improvements uh, that we need to take in into account uh, uh, to make this pattern easier to implement. At the moment, uh, it's still too abstract, and it requires a huge experience uh, on data platform and data process uh, to convert the concept in a real data pro pro platform and a, a real uh, architecture. So um, the, the enterprise that I mentioned before, uh, has a, a, a huge uh, technology culture, uh, so they are in a in a good position to to drive this uh, this change. 
but not all the enterprise are ready for uh, for this because uh, because the pattern is not ready is not uh, consumable for um, for them uh, but i think that um, has uh, happened with microservices in the past and the operational system and data mesh has a lot of assonance uh, with microservices uh, at the beginning the new practice uh, seems uh, elegant from uh, a concept perspective uh, but it's really hard to implement and uh, it it will require uh, just time and effort by the community uh, to make it uh, to make it uh, worthy to implement uh, a data mesh but i'm pretty sure that we are going in the right direction uh, because we are starting uh, from the concept and not from uh, the uh, from the technology that that's really really game changing in my opinion maybe it's uh, it's not so understandable but uh, it makes a lot of difference okay i'm convinced let's say that i run a company or, or even better i run a, a large corporation and i'm interested in in data mesh what is the first step <laughs> the first step is that i get in touch with the agile lab but what happens next yeah um we we are running uh, several of uh, of this kind of initiation projects uh we, we call seed projects. Uh, my suggestion is to start uh, identifying one business domain uh, and try to apply the mesh within these boundaries. So without uh, exploding the complexity of the entire, uh, the entire organization. And to choose, to choose the right one, I suggest always to go uh, with a high business impact domain but with low complexity um, so we need to think carefully uh, about this because has all the mvp uh, we need to have uh, um, good results uh, in, a, in a in a short timeline and another suggestion is to reduce the technologies the number of the technologies that we are going to involve in this uh, in this seed project uh, because another aspect that I didn't mention before is that in the data mesh the infrastructure so uh, the infrastructure provisioning must be uh, as a service so this is mandatory and uh, not all the organization are ready to do this not all the technologies are suitable for this so we need to to select a domain with high business impact low complexity and few technologies involved because otherwise uh, we are going to um, <coughs> we are going to embrace a, a journey that is too long before to see uh, some results um, and in addition to this uh, another important step towards data mesh is to is to build the first um, real cross-functional team 
So in the data mesh, uh, operational systems and analytical systems are glued together uh, in a single data domain. Uh, so we need to build uh, cross-functional systems and break the technological silos of the teams. And, and this is another big change from an organizational standpoint. Uh, and also here we need to start small and then um, and then uh, go, uh, go go on to to have results so um, wrapping up uh, is start small uh, with a with a well-defined boundary and uh, look for results as as, as fast as you can you, you talked about time and we know that time is more and more important in in today's world we have to answer to the board to the stakeholders and they see results every three months so if it's possible how long do you think we can say before you see the first results of implementing a data mesh and how long before the system is fully implemented what what is the temporal horizon for these steps yeah if we are talking about a, a large enterprise, uh, let's say that mm, to validate uh, a first MVP, uh, it could require, um, it, it depends, it depends by the situation. So it depends by the, the legacy uh, environment that we, that we have in front of us. But um, for a first MVP, it, it could require from three to six months, um, but uh, to enroll a data mesh in a large organization uh, company-wide, I think is a journey uh, that could require from two, three years. Okay, let's be very honest. You, you're very enthusiastic about data mesh, but uh, what is, uh, the biggest problem, or let's say the hardest challenge in implementing a data mesh? Uh, the, the, the hard one is for sure the, the paradigm shift and the culture shift uh, around data. Uh, if we are not able to demonstrate the value of this pattern and to have a um, let's say a buy-in top-down from, from the top management, uh, we are not going to, to do this. So the, the hardest challenge is to change the culture of the company about, uh, about how you manage and how you see and how you look at your data. Uh, and this is an organizational and cultural uh, problem. Um, the, the second one uh, is uh, a technical one, okay? So the problem is that in the data mesh, we need to apply uh, the evolutionary architect principles um, to a data architecture. So evolutionary architect architecture uh, has been applied on uh, software architecture uh, until now. So now we are trying to apply them 
to data architecture. Uh, and this is a, an explored uh, territory, in my opinion. Um, because if you think of data management systems in, in, uh, in the history, the architecture of data management systems uh, is not changing that much. Um, typically, if you, if you build a data warehouse solution, you keep it for 10 years or something like that. And in the end, you don't evolve the architecture. Uh, in the end, you will throw it away and rewrite completely a, a new data management system with a new architecture. So the architecture is in the data management uh, field is not evolving. The data is evolving. The architecture is not. Here, we want to build an evolutionary architecture for the data management. And this is something uh, totally new uh, that requires to involve new technologies. Uh, so it's, it's really hard uh, also from a technical, uh, a technical perspective. Um, the, the point to do this is that we, in, in the data mesh, uh, we are trying to focus on producer and consumer interface. So we are defining a, a standard contract uh, to exchange data uh, between producer and consumer. And we are not focusing on the data life cycle. So everything is focused on keep this contract uh, safe, um, but under the hood, the technology, the architecture, the inner architecture can, uh, can and must evolve to preserve the contract between producer and, and consumer. Uh, and this uh, evolution uh, must be incremental. So I, I, I want to be able, I want to be in the position to evolve my architecture in an incremental way, introducing new pattern and new technologies, um, new technique, new, new practice, yeah, uh, without changing the contract, uh, without affecting the contract between data producer and data consumer. And this is really uh, difficult in the data in the data management systems. You said it's, a, it's an incremental process, but let's go back for a second to the, the timing, the possible time schedule. As I said, my board wants results fast. Is there anything I can do? Is there any best practice to speed up the adoption process? Yeah. Um, in order to uh, preserve this uh, uh, incremental uh, evolution feature, but to be fast. Uh, the idea uh, is uh, to provide uh, to, to the customer uh, a set of pre-built templates, uh, templates that can speed up the process of building uh, data products. Uh, you, 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 you can just clone one template, customize it, and deploy it. Uh, but preserving uh, the independence of each 
data product. And uh, another crucial point uh, where um, we are still not there, I think, uh, is the standardization. So I'm personally fighting in the community to drive a standardization and uh, interoperability uh, between data products. Okay, so we need to build a standard, and on top of that standard, we will be able to build enablers, uh, tools, platforms, uh, whatever you want that can speed up the process. But um, if uh, everybody in the world is doing data mesh uh, at, at its uh, own way, uh, it's not going to work this. So it, it will be difficult to speed up the process. Uh, you always need to build it from, uh, from the ground up. Um, so in my opinion, uh, the steps are go for a standardization of these, uh, um, of these concepts and then build the templates and build the enablers uh, to speed up the, the process. Um, in in uh, Agile Lab, we are building uh, a, a brand new solution uh, to, to, drive this, uh, to drive this topic. And in parallel, uh, we are trying to contribute in the community to standardize um, the approach to the data mesh. Paolo, you talked about uh, this new process where, like in a marketplace, we have a data owner and the data buyer. And to me, it looks like a very distributed uh, process where the actors uh, uh, independently um, work. My question is, what is the role of governance and where is the governance in data mesh? Yes. Um, yeah, you said the right. Um, so in, in the data lake, um, the bottleneck uh, of the data lake team was, was on, 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 on both sides. So it was on uh, ownership because uh, uh, the data inside the data lake was in ownership of uh, the data lake team. And the data lake team was also in charge of governance. So it was a totally centralized process. Uh, in the data mesh, instead, we, we want to uh, segregate uh, the ownership of the data uh, by the ownership of the governance. Uh, so the, the pattern in the data mesh is to have on each single data product, the ownership of the data, the quality of what they are doing and so on. So this is a totally decentralized ownership about the data, but we still want to have a centralized governance. So there is a, a common layer, a common platform that is uh, gathering all the information from uh, all the data products to provide uh, a, a single pane of glass uh, to, to look at governance, uh, auditing, uh, uh, access control, um, 
provisioning, infrastructure, monitoring, uh, and so on. So it's really important to define this because each data product uh, has a totally is totally independent in the life cycle of the data, and uh, so uh, each data product can contribute independently to the value chain uh, of, of the data but still must be compliant with some uh, governance rules that are defined at central uh, in in a central platform in a central point so uh, from an organization perspective uh, the the unique team the central team that was managing everything in the data lake basically is splitted uh, and, and we will have a central team just for governance and then uh, multiple distributed and multifunctional and cross-functional uh, teams uh, that will be in, the, in charge of creating uh, data product and creating uh, value. Uh, and the exchange between producer and consumer is totally decentralized and uh, Coming back to Amazon, it's the same. So uh, seller and buyer can uh, interact uh, uh, independently. The seller can do can can sell whatever item uh, he wants uh, in the way he wants and so on. But the seller and the and the buyer must be compliant with the Amazon policy. Uh, for example, on, uh, on pricing, uh, on quality, on lot of, uh, uh, lot of lot of them, it's exactly the, the same uh, the same concept. Well, that was uh, very interesting. Uh, I have a lot more ideas, and I thank you, Paolo. Now we let you go back to work to push the envelope to drive data mesh forward. And I'm sure that the next time we talk, you'll bring us uh, news about uh, this uh, platform uh, philosophy implementation, as you said, much more than a technology. So thank you for your time. And uh, for all our viewers, we will see you soon in the next uh, Tech Talk brought to you by Agile Lab. Thank you uh, to you very interesting uh, conversation and for involving me in this tech talk and I will be pleasure to participate again with uh, some other insight about data mesh or other topics.